Yo fam, Coach Sam, Strong Gents Coaching, back with another episode for you guys. And on today's episode, gents, we're just talking about the fundamentals of health, how to get strong, how to get healthy, and how to stay strong, and how to stay healthy. But before we begin, gents, if you could please drop a five-star review, that would be fantastic. I'm trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help. It takes a tribe, gentlemen, so smash that five-star review button. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please take 30 seconds of your time to write a written review. And then when you're done listening to this episode, make sure you share it with two friends. All right, hopping on to the topic here, gents. It's extremely important, especially in today's climate, that we reverse the narrative of what it means to be physically healthy. And um, what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is that in today's world, the idea of health has been flip-flopped. It has been flip-flopped from personal responsibility to reliance on professionals. And to break that down even further is that instead of prioritizing healthy habits and teaching people to just be healthy, we have now encouraged them to go to their doctor to stabilize their health while still being unhealthy and continuing down the path of being unhealthy. Now, let me say, um, when medications are needed, you know, granted, they have their place in time. But a lot of the popular medications that people are taking, I have a lot of experience with this because I've been doing this 12 years as a personal trainer, working with people who are on a plethora of medications, a lot of these medications can be avoided um, for people to, to take when they implement proper health and fitness habits into their life. And instead of having to rely on the pharmaceutical industry to stabilize their, their metabolic health while they are still on the path of destruction, you can keep people off of that path by just reteaching them the basics and fundamentals of physical health and fitness. And unfortunately, in today's society, in American society, over 40% of adult men in America are obese. Now, being obese is different than being overweight. When you're overweight, maybe you're holding an extra 20, 40 pounds. And depending on your stature as a person, that's going to seem like more or less weight. But obesity, guys, is when, you know, you are so, so fat and you keep accumulating so, so, so much fat over year and year and year that you are now in clinically a disease state because obesity is a disease state. It's a disease. Um, so there's a difference between being overweight where you're just carrying around some extra body fat and being obese where you now enter the realm of a diseased state. And that's scary to think that over 40% of our population male population is obese that's scary one on a societal level because it just shows how far off the path we have gone in terms of our of uh, neglecting our physical health and in a relatively short time uh it, this has happened very 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 quickly you know we're not talking a couple hundred years we're talking you know a few decades and that's very scary stuff um for example when i was growing up you know, playing recreational sports and being around my friend's parents, my friend's grandparents, you know, um, and adults, you know, just 
you know, in uh, passing, when I was very young, you know, in my early years, you know, probably five to, to 13, um, people were relatively in shape. You know, you had a few dads who had a beer belly, but to be honest, most dads were in shape. You know, most women walking around might be holding a little bit of extra weight after, you know, having kids and, and um, moving less as they age, but it wasn't as extreme as we see now. And so this is very rapid, and if it doesn't stop soon, if we don't change our perspective on physical health and prioritize healthy lifestyle habits, then, you know, that number of 40% of American adults could easily be up to 70% in, in, you know, a few decades, which is super scary to think about, just in terms of national security, in terms of um, the future of, you know, the human race as a whole, especially national security. I mean, imagine if we enter, like right now, tensions in the world are high. There's a lot going on in the Middle East. There's a lot going on in Europe. Uh, tensions are, are very, very high. And you never know when some madman is going to pull a trigger he shouldn't pull and cause a cascade of uh, reactions from the rest of the world. So we could be on the brink of World War III. Uh, hopefully we're smart enough now after two world wars not to do that. But the human race, if you look back in time, is uh, not really keen to getting along and uh, choosing necessarily the right option. So tensions are high. And when you think about imagine if we got into a world war, you know, we needed to rely on our men because those are the people who really, truly, you know, are putting their lives on the line in terms of military, in terms of effectiveness in the military. Um, women will be called too, but imagine that. Imagine we needed to call upon the citizens of uh, our country to go fight, and half of the adult men can't even walk up a 10-level staircase without having to sit down because they're out of breath and can't breathe. You know, imagine half our men not being able to fit in a uniform and fit into protective gear and to fit into the the equipment that uh, we transport these men in imagine that like imagine our men not being able to traverse uh, territory for miles on end days on end um, in the middle of combat like just imagine that right and imagine how much of a risk it puts the United States at if we have 50% less you know uh, manpower behind the military god forbid like obviously I'm just talking you know things that probably may never happen but it's important to think about because the reality of our uh lack of preparedness for that and lack of effectiveness for that is true and that's happening right now if those ideas were to ever come to fruition for and god forbid they don't but it's just hoping i'm just hoping i'm shedding a little bit of of light on how serious you know lack of physical health can be you know if if shit went sour so we need to reverse our idea on physical health um, and bring back healthy lifestyle habits. And the way we do that is by really focusing on the fundamentals, which is what I had mentioned at the start of this episode, is I'm going to break down the fundamentals for you guys. And we're going to start with uh, nutrition. And we're going to start with nutrition because it has been the uh, modern American nutrition has been a plague on the American citizens for a long time now. Um with just how we have been uh, eating junk food for, you know, so long for so many of our meals and not realizing that it's really doing harm. So we're going to address nutrition and 
I'm going to tell you first what you should stay away from and then tell you what you should start to go towards. Now, what you should stay away from is all the junk food, the processed food. Uh, now, I grew up on that stuff just like everybody else. Um, you know, I spent years having like one big meal a day and I would have maybe a bagel in the morning or nothing in the morning. I'd have a peanut butter and jelly uh, sandwich for lunch with uh, a milk juice box or a juice box. And um, then I would ride my bike to the 7-Eleven. My boys have candy and energy drinks and Gatorade um, and like frozen pizzas that they sold there. And I'd go home and have dinner if it was there or I'd make myself a frozen meal. You know, I grew up on, on crap. Thankfully for me, my generation was still extremely active. I was outside for like five hours a day, no matter if it was cold or warm outside, no matter if it was raining or dry. Me and my buddies were always outside and constantly moving for hours and hours and hours a day. The generations now are not doing that. You don't see kids outside playing anymore. Sports aren't as aren't pushed as hard. A lot, a lot more of the kids, younger kids that I know... Uh, that I train and, and their friends don't play a lot of sports. Uh, they're not engaged in a lot of sports. Sports aren't really pushed on them. Their parents don't really care about it. And um, so the younger generation is inside more, on the phone more, playing video games more. So they're burning less calories. So although I was eating shit food when I was growing up, uh, I was counterbalancing it with a ton of energy expenditure, burning those calories. Kids nowadays are not, and adults nowadays are not either. So um, we need to uh, address that. So adults, a lot of adults, especially adult men, take their eating habits from when they're younger into their adulthood. And those habits um, start to harm them because they're not counterbalancing the amount of calories they're eating with how much uh, calories they're burning through exercise. Because as we get older, we tend to, most people get a job where you're sitting majority of the day and maybe you're commuting a majority of the day. Uh, but you're eating the same foods and then you go 10, 15, 20 years of sitting down all day and eating all those high calorie junk foods you ate in your teenage years and the weight starts to accumulate. Um, so those junk foods are really palatable, meaning they're extremely easy to eat because they taste fantastic. The texture's there. Um, they spark uh, locations in your brain. Um associated with feeling good right and you release certain hormones depending on the foods you're eating like dopamine could be one and these junk foods that are highly processed loaded with sugars and fats uh, they have very high calorie amount and they're very addicting because they're easy to eat they taste great and eventually they add up and you can really overeat calories extremely fast by consuming a diet only composed of junk foods now you know, what are junk foods? Well, you have your, your fast foods, you have your fried foods, you have your snack foods, you have your juices and milkshakes and high calorie coffees you get at Dunkin' and Starbucks, which are loaded with, with high fat creamers and high sugar syrups. And one drink could easily reach over 400 calories, which is crazy. So, um, then you have your candies and you have your desserts, uh, and these things add up and not only do they add up, you know, they're really not nutritious. They lack a lot of, you know, vital nutrients that your body needs to uh, perform optimally and, and, and age gracefully. And so having a diet composed of most of that stuff and also not to mention heavy alcohol use, that's a big one. Um, a lot of people drink way more alcohol than is necessary and you don't even realize it because alcohol has been socially accepted. So um, you think having a drink a night or, or a couple drinks throughout the week is normal when in reality it's it's 
not good for you. And so the more you do it, the worse it's going to be for you. And that's coming from someone who abused it in his early 20s. I drank like a goddamn fish, man. I was, me and my friends were getting blasted all the time. And I wish I could go back and not drink as much because one, I wouldn't have done so much damage to my body. Uh, two, uh, I wouldn't have spent a lot of money. So if you're listening to this and you're in that stage where you're drinking a lot, you know, you can save money in the bank account and you can reduce your chances of feeling like shit uh, and damaging your body with what is a, a poison. So alcohol is on that list as well. And if you're someone who consumes a lot of those foods and you consume a decent amount of alcohol and you're overweight and you feel like crap and you want to change your life, uh, it's time to start making some swaps. So um, now let's get into the healthy foods. So what constitute healthy foods? Well, we know what they are. I play this game with new clients all the time. They come into the office <clears throat> and they want to lose weight. And I have them track their food for uh, a week or two. And then we go over their food and I'll start circling things and um, <clears throat> start putting X's where I am going to make a recommendation. And then we start going through it. And they'll ask questions like, well, why is that bad? Or, or, or what about this? And I'll stop for a second. I'll say, um, let's say like Steve, you know, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to list junk foods and he'll say junk foods. Like I'm like, list unhealthy foods off the top of your head that you know to be unhealthy or socially categorized as unhealthy. And he'll start going off. He'll say, um, fast food. I'll be like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Uh, pizza. I'm like, okay, we're going to throw it in there. And he's like, um, snack foods, ice cream, uh, dessert. And I'm like, yep, absolutely. We'll throw it in there. Uh, and you know, this conversation will go on for a little bit. He'll name a couple more and then I'll say, okay, awesome. Now name some healthy foods. Right. And he'll say, he'll be like, um, I don't know, fruits, vegetables. Um, and I'll be like, yep, yep. He'll be like, uh, lean, like chicken, chicken and fish. And I'm like, yep, yep. And he's like, um, you know, like carrots and cucumbers. And I'm like, yep. He's like potatoes. I'm like, yep, yep. Uh, and that's how that side would go. And he'll add a few more and I'll say, so <clears throat> you know, what's bad and what's good. Why is your chart filled with more bad stuff than good stuff? And that's when they, they go, Oh, Oh, I see. And I'm like, this is where we start making swaps. So for you guys out there who want to get control of your diet and, you know, my suggestion is to start with writing down your food for a week or two weeks and then you go and you check that food and you can start to make the realization like, oh, wow, yeah, I uh, I ate pretty bad this week. And you can go ahead and start making swaps. So we'll start with a couple swaps for you here. So here's a list of healthy foods off the top of my head that you should be including in your diet as often as possible. Uh, you have eggs and egg whites. You have fruits, uh, any variation of them. I'm a huge fan of berries and melon, but you know, whatever floats your boat, if you like oranges and you like pears, go for it. Uh, the more the merrier. Vegetables. I myself don't handle a lot of vegetables very well in my stomach, but there are a few in my case that I can handle pretty well, like cucumbers, baby spinach, and carrots. And uh, if you're someone who handles vegetables no problem with your stomach, I'd experiment with all of them. Eat as many as you can and include them in your meals because they, <clears throat> they keep you fuller longer and they have a lot of vitamins and minerals in them that can support a healthy immune system and a healthy metabolic system in general. You know, other things that you can consider are potatoes and, and rice. 
uh, grains. If you handle grains well, you can do whole wheats and you can do oats. I myself don't handle them very well. Uh, and then you have some dairy products. You can do low-fat Greek yogurt, high in protein, uh, and very filling. You can start to use whey protein shakes. You can incorporate fish into your diet. That's another high-protein food filled with a lot of healthy fats and a lot of vitamins and minerals for you. And to give you some meal examples, you can do, let's say, uh, two whole eggs with four egg whites in a pan, scramble it up. You can have on the side of that, you can have four slices of turkey bacon uh, and two cups of berries. That is a fantastic breakfast. Say you're on the run, you can have a protein shake that you blended with uh, berries and a little bit of almond butter. Uh, that's another one. You can make those for the week and just grab and go. There's your breakfast. And um, another one that you could do, let's say, for lunch would be if you're in a bind, you can eat the same thing you had for breakfast but at lunch. Or you can make yourself a healthy wrap filled with uh, a bunch of vegetables and a lot of lean meat and a zero-calorie condiment like mustard or hot sauce. That's a great lunch right there. You could have a meat-based lunch, so you can bring a ton of chicken breast with a side of vegetables and a cup of fruit. You can do uh, a whey protein shake with a banana and a Greek yogurt. That's something that you can keep in a lunchbox, nothing crazy. Uh, and let's say for dinner, you can do the same thing you did for lunch or for breakfast, or you can have uh, a steak with uh, you know a side of white rice and an entire giant bowl of steamed vegetables or cooked vegetables however you like that's an option you can do um you can do a uh, a leaner dinner with lots of chicken breast or shredded chicken with salsa on top uh in a bowl of white rice that's another one you can do some type of fish uh where you have um roasted potatoes on the side and a huge bowl of vegetables so those are just some ideas off the top of my head here of foods and meals that you can start to incorporate into your life and you just start making these swaps so like if for breakfast you normally go and get um, a bagel with cream cheese and a uh, coffee with four sugars and two creamers you can start to go and get a black coffee um, and order something like an egg white omelet or if you're at like a Starbucks or a Dunkin Donuts they sell like egg white wraps or you can bring your own breakfast with you and you can have a protein shake and a banana, a double scoop of protein and a banana, or you can have um, Greek yogurt with a ton of berries, whatever floats your boat. And so you start making these swaps. If you eat a lot of like candy bars, you eat you should start eating more protein bars. If you eat a lot of pasta, you should switch that for rice and potatoes. Uh, it's a little less calories, it's a little more filling, uh, and it's a little less palatable for most people like with pasta that has sauce on it um you can tend to eat way more of that than a bunch of potatoes which uh is actually uh has changed a lot of my clients dinners because they're like wow i really overeat pasta but it's hard for me to eat three whole potatoes you know so uh, that's a good tactic right there and you could you can start making the swaps if you have a lot of uh, chips throughout the day and doritos and pretzels you can start to snack on fruit instead. It's got the sweet flavor. Uh, it's way more filling and a lot less calories to it. And you just start making swaps. And over time, these swaps will add up. 
you'll start to pull the junk food out of your diet and put healthy food back in because that junk food really is kicking your ass. It's kicking your butt, it's wearing you down, and it's something that you should start to take control of as well as coming to the recognition if you are someone who drinks too much alcohol, being honest with yourself if you drink too much alcohol, and then starting start to limit that alcohol consumption. So that's the basic nutrition, guys, is really getting rid of the junk food and the uh, eating habits you had when you were younger of eating a bunch of junk food, frozen foods, packs of foods, uh, shit foods, and swapping that with more whole food, healthy items that have been known for the longest time to be healthy and what we should be eating and start to make those swaps and you see drastic changes. Moving on from the nutrition, uh, we got to talk about, you know, physical fitness, right? We got to talk about being physically strong and physically healthy because that's something that we should be promoting in our society. It's something we should want our American men to be and to uh, live by is the mode of physical strength and physical health. So in terms of exercise, what should you be doing to get in physical shape and remain healthy for your lifetime? There is two major things you need to be doing. And I'll attach a third one on at the end. Number one is going to be increasing your activity. And the easiest way to do that is to go for more walks. Now, you're not going to want to do these things. Let me preface that, especially in society today, we have a culture of passivity. We have a culture of relaxation. We have a culture of sedentary living, meaning we are in one position all day, we are very lazy, we are resistant to exercise because it's uncomfortable. So I want to start this with saying, understand exercise is uncomfortable, okay? But it's like putting money in the stock market. You don't see results right away. You're probably going to see a downward uh, a downward position in your stock portfolio, maybe a couple weeks out. And you're going to want to say, why the hell did I put my money in there anyways? But if you keep it in there long enough, History shows that that money will grow. And if you keep on your health journey and you stay committed to this, no matter if it sucks sometimes, you'll continue to get healthy and you'll continue to see results. So don't pull out early. Stay committed. Understand it's not always the easiest, but it does get way easier as you get healthier and and you get in better physical shape. So uh, how are we going to get there? Well, increasing activity. So go for walks, gentlemen, even when you don't want to schedule yourself a 30 minute walk every single day, make it a non negotiable. It's something that you're going to do no matter what happens during the day. And my recommendation is to make that possible is to make sure you do it first thing in the morning. If you do it first thing in the morning before your day even starts, the chances of you missing that walk are significantly reduced to almost zero. Uh, So you just stay committed. You do it before your day starts. That way, nothing can interrupt it. Maybe you had it planned for uh, right after work, but a work call came in. You took it. That time lasted 30 minutes more than you thought. Now you have to be somewhere, and if you don't leave now, you're going to be late. Uh, So you missed your chance to go on your walk. So avoiding these confrontations, these obstacles at all costs, is your greatest strategy to staying consistent and uh, keeping the ball rolling. So Try to get up and go for a walk as soon as you can in the morning uh, for at least 30 minutes, especially if you're someone who's trying to lose weight. If you're someone who's not trying to lose weight, uh, you could probably get away with missing a day or two if you're already physically healthy, but really try and make the commitment. You know, I had a client one time run a mile every day um, in the morning 
uh, for a year, every day for a year. So 365 days, they woke up, they ran at least one mile. And they say it changed their life forever. They don't run one mile every single day, but now they are at least active every single day and they prioritize that hour in the morning, okay, uh, as as they're like, they're, I don't know how to put it in terms, they're like special time. It's their time and it has changed their life uh, because that's the time in the morning now that has been subjected to some type of personal health improvement. I think right now they're practicing just stretching and breathing in the morning. Kudos to them uh, because that's difficult to do when you wake up and you got things on your mind. Um, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you to go for a walk. And then once you start walking, I want you to keep that up that aerobic capacity. And if you don't have a place to walk, if it's cold, hop on a treadmill, get a Planet Fitness gym membership for 10 bucks go on the elliptical, you just need to start cruising for at least 30 minutes a day. And then you, if you're someone who loves to run, you can start to go for a run. If you're someone who likes to bike, you can start to go for bike rides. Uh, it's really up to you, but walking is the easiest. It is the uh, lowest impact. It's the lowest barri- barrier to entry, meaning you don't need any equipment besides shoes. Uh, and you can, you know, if you're physically capable to walk to the end of the street and back, just do that. And, uh, and increase that space over time. Uh, but if you're physically capable to get a little bit of walking in, you can do it. So that's why walking is amazing because it can be done anywhere, anytime, no matter your skill level for the most part. And um, number two of this equation is going to be to start incorporating some type of other exercise where you're really stressing the muscles, your nerves, and your bones. And that's going to be through strength training or, uh, in other words, weightlifting. So you want to start incorporating weightlifting for the longevity, <clears throat> excuse me, for the longevity reasons. Uh, weightlifting has been shown to increase bone density, which decreases as we age, and it has obviously also shown to increase muscle mass, which also decreases as we age. And a great determinant of long-term health and uh, and and staying alive longer and actually you know being able to do things as you get older is is grip strength and strength in general. So it's pretty interesting. They've done uh, a few publications on that showing that grip strength, good, strong grip strength relates to being healthier uh, longer, uh, which is pretty cool. And aside from that, also just maintaining uh, your body's ability to, uh, you know, produce and absorb force. So stumbling or or getting pushed against something or falling down. Uh, If you stay physically strong, throughout your life, the chances of you getting severely hurt as you age reduce. And so that's the longevity aspect of weightlifting. You know, the immediate aspect of positive aspect of weightlifting is um, one, building more lean muscle, two, it aids in fat loss, and three, especially for men, it is such an improvement, it gives you such an improvement in your mental health. Um, One on the side of confidence and self-esteem, that raises because as you get stronger and see body changes, changes in your physical body and how you look, that's going to give your ego a little boost and give you more confidence, which is necessary when walking around in the world. You'll be more confident to serve yourself and you'll be more confident to serve others. You'll notice social anxiety goes down uh, and self-deprimenting, depreciating, excuse me, thoughts go down as well from the immediate effects of weightlifting and doing it in the present moment. And aside from that as well, as well, weightlifting also uh, has great benefits um, in in, uh, mental health in terms of, um, how do I, how do I put this? You know, like I said, increases motivation, but 
it's 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 a overcoming stress thing right so like what weightlifting is really good at is it's a stress that you're placing on your body okay purposely uh and you know it's gonna be stressful and you're doing it um at a rate where eventually you're probably not gonna be able to do it anymore and you're gonna fail at some things let's say it's a, a lift right and you're trying to hit 250 pounds on a deadlift uh, and you fail a couple times and you feel like that number is impossible, but you keep training, you keep training and you overcome it and you finally deadlift 250 pounds. That gives you this level of overcoming challenges and um, of handling stress in a uh, simulated way, like you're doing it yourself in the confines of a gym, but that translates into everyday life stressors which are placed upon you, and then you have to deal with them. You have to get good at battling back. And that's what weightlifting is really good uh, for men's mental health, aside from just the, um, the, the confidence boost that you get. It's the ability to overcome stressors. It's the ability, the ability to, to have more resilience to when things go wrong. And although it sounds like, oh, Sam, that's a little far out, it's really true, okay? It is really so true that by putting yourself in a difficult, strenuous situation uh, multiple times throughout the week, throughout the months, throughout the years, really does build your ability to handle other stressful situations in life. I've seen it time and time again with my clients, my own personal experience, and I hope to pass that on to you. Now, how do we do this? Well, I'm a fan of weightlifting at least two to four days a week. Um, if you don't have any equipment, you use your body weight. You do squats, lunges, planks, push-ups, pull-ups. Uh, you can buy some bands. That's a great addition to if you have no equipment to start with is some bands. That gives you the ability to add a little bit more resistance to things um, in terms of possibly your push-ups, your squats. And also gives you the ability to isolate some muscle groups. So you can start to do some shoulder raises with bands. You can start to do some bicep curls with bands. You can start to do some tricep extension with bands. Uh, you can, depending on the bands you have, you can start to do some pressing movements for the chest with bands. You can do some rowing movements for the back with bands. Um, so bands is, you know, they're super cheap. You can buy them online. Uh, you can put them anywhere. You can store them anywhere. They're super efficient. They're really, really freaking good. I love bands. So that's a place to start. Uh, you can also join... Well, if you're going to build a home gym, you can get some dumbbells, some kettlebells. That's your second option um, where you can also possibly, if you have the space, a garage or something, a basement, you can add in a barbell and maybe one cable machine and you can start to get after it. You can do full body exercises with kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells um, or a cable machine and you structure a program around that. The next step is if you want, you can get a gym membership at your local gym. That way you don't have to buy any equipment. You can just go use it for like $10 or $30 a month. They'll have all the equipment you need, and you can start to structure a program that way. And then the last thing is if you're like, there's no way I'm building a home gym. I'm too uncomfortable to go to a big gym. I have no idea what I'm doing, and I know I'm not going to be accountable to myself. You can go to a personal trainer or hire a coach where they have the equipment. They're showing you how to do it properly. And they're programming for you so you don't have to think about anything. And on top of that, it keeps you accountable because you schedule your appointment. Uh, so you have to go. If you don't go, you're going to get charged that money. So it's a commit. it adds the accountability and the commitment on your end to show up each and every session that you schedule with your trainer. And so two to four days a week, um, you can do old school bodybuilding. You can do powerlifting style. You can do functional strength style. Anything that you're going to stick with and you love. I'm a fan of doing all three and mixing them into a well-rounded program. Uh, because if you're just the everyday person who's trying to regain their health, get physically strong and uh, and fit, you know you you're not a professional athlete. 
then you don't need to go super hardcore on one thing. You can dabble in everything. You can be a jack of all trades and you can make a fantastic program that you are excited to uh, participate in. And that's how we're going to attack the physical health on this end is through weightlifting and cardio. And then lastly, I said I had one more thing for you guys on this topic. And um, the third thing in regards to physical health in the fitness realm is find yourself an activity that is physically active that you really love to do. Because if you love something, you're going to do it more often and you're going to enjoy that time. If you are miserable on an elliptical for 30 minutes, maybe you go play basketball for 30 minutes. Um, Maybe you go play because it's popular right now, pickleball. You know, maybe you go play tennis, uh, whatever's going. Maybe you go to a 90-minute jiu-jitsu class. You know, maybe you go to an actual group fitness class. Maybe you like doing fitness classes a lot. Um, something that you love to do and you're going to be doing for, you know, 30 minutes to, you know, three hours uh, and where there's a lot of physical activity in it is something that you should prioritize. And I'm a fan of it. And if you have a hard time doing it yourself, and you know you don't like doing these things alone and you need some external motivation you can always join a group there's tons of group you can join a local walking club a, a local running club a local pickleball club a local tennis club and you know you'll have to set dates with other people to participate and that will be your accountability and then you'll be in a group setting where there's a lot more motivation and people to text you if you didn't show up and so that's another way to do it um, if you're someone who doesn't like doing it alone or, or needs that accountability. And then lastly, guys, um, we know we touched upon nutrition, we touched upon physical health. And I just want to touch upon the last one, which is going to be, you know, socioeconomic health. So, um, you got to have a job you're engaged in and you have to be social, you know, get your group of boys together every once in a while and make sure you maintain those relationships uh, because you're not just changing, you know, for yourself. You're not just becoming physically healthy and fit for yourself. Um, that's the biggest reason you're doing it, obviously, because you want to be able to su- sustain yourself through life and enjoy life and not be uh, in the percentage that's obese and diseased and relying on medications. Instead, you want to be self-sufficient and healthy Uh, for as long as you can so but under that guys is another reason why you're doing it and that's to be a better service of the people that you love around you and your local society or community and you know even just your your big nation in general right because you do add value to this world and right here in america you add value to this nation by being a very healthy um, positive human being who helps others and so you're doing this to extend your services to the people around you, even if it's a small circle, like I said, just friends and family, um, to, uh, you know, make sure they're secure and safe. And it's your duty, honestly. I feel like it's your duty as a man uh, to be of good service to your friends and family, to be healthy enough to help them out in a time of need and to be around and and to make good memories with. And I feel that's extremely important. I feel that's been looked over and, and kind of passed on as we have have continued on this, you know, fast path to absolute physical health destruction. And I think we need to bring it back. So tying it all together, guys, um, please don't be in the percentage, or, or if you are, please get out of the percentage of American men who are extremely obese and overweight and, and are not self-sufficient and regain that personal responsibility. Take action. It doesn't take a lot. It's not hard. You don't need to be complicated on things. 
uh, go for a walk, lift some weights sometimes, even if you're just throwing around a kettlebell or a dumbbell. Find something that you love to do, to do a physical activity, or join a group it's, if it's going to keep you accountable. And um, eat healthier food, make better food options, ditch the junk food, reduce the alcohol, and uh, you know show up every day to you know uh, in some aspect to the people around you, whether that's through your work or a visit to a friend's house or a phone call. Um, you know, keep those connections high. Uh, put in hard work, build good relationships at work, and prioritize your socioeconomic health. Um, and that's all I got for you guys. A little bit of a long podcast here. I kind of just dove in a little bit, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I just want to remind you that I am trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help, brother. So if you can please pass this episode on to at least two friends so you can share the knowledge and also share the message of getting men stronger. And if you can smash that five-star review button, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Don't forget, men. Get strong and stay strong. Until next time, peace.